Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. I've got the first question, Pat. It's, it's, it's time for the social club. Uh, club. Matt Reedman. Pat, I fish out of a six-metre fiberglass boat and struggle anchoring on the spot when I mark snapper. Is it worth the investment to get an electric motor with spot lock? Now, you elaborate with the spot lock uh, there, Pat, with different brands and types, and I'm going to elaborate a little bit on how to anchor if he wants to save a dollar or two. So you, you go first. Yeah, so there's, there's quite a few different uh, electric motor manufacturers. Obviously, Minn Kota's one that's been around for a really long period of time. We've seen Garmin come into the into the market in the last 12 to 18 months, and Lowrance also have um, you know their own version, um, as do uh, a, a few other uh, manufacturers. Um, what we have, though, what I have, is the Mincota with Spotlock, and I've got an 80-pound thrust for my 16, oh, 15 and a half foot Stabie. Now, if I had my time again, I wouldn't have gone... The 80 pound, I don't need it. I would have gone a 55. Um, but if you've got... Why? Th- it's just overkill. Nothing to do with batteries or the likes? Well, yes. The weight distribution and just having to deal with an extra couple of batteries. On. So you need more batteries with the 80... Yeah, th- with an 80 pound thrust, so 24 volt, you need two. With a 55, it's 12 volt and you can get away with one. Sure. So yeah. with, a, with my 15 foot boat, the next one that I do, so... I'll swap that over probably at some stage this year. It will definitely have a 55-pound. Now, I was sort of enticed by the fact that it, the 80-pound had auto-deploy, but you just don't need it, I don't think, on a smaller boat. With a with a six-metre boat, no doubt. Being fiberglass as well, we probably will. 100%. So you'd go the 80-pound or the 112. Now, Spotlock um, is brilliant because not only does it um, – sync with the GPS and pinpoint your exact position and hold you in that position, but it holds the boat in that position as well. So it's not like an anchor where if you you lock your anchor down and then you swing from side to side. So unless you've got a sea anchor, you, you know, you're moving. You don't get that with, with spot lock with the Minkota. So I couldn't recommend it any higher. So you sort of with the 80 pound, if you're starting with an 80 pound, for example, so you may need to go bigger depending on the size of your boat, especially if you're talking that sort of six meter mark range. Um, you're looking at the four and a half plus installation. So it's an expensive investment, but you often talk, Redmond, about how important it is to have an anchor winch and how that catches you more fish. There's no doubt the Minkota catches you more fish if you learn how to use it and use it well. I um I've used it minimal times, but I have used it in tide. And what I mean by that is, so that's not this season. The one just previously gone, I was just a mate of mine owns Geelong Marine World, and he said to me, "Do you want to take this boat?" I had no boat at the time, and he goes, "You want to borrow this?" Yeah, no worries. And he had a Minkota on the front, and I used it to catch the squid. And we were in like around the Lonnie Bight in some serious tide. And I had a, I, I spot locked on top of the squid and just stayed on top of it and we didn't move. 
Yeah. And I mean, we didn't. Fantastic. We went up and down slightly with the tide. Like I'm talking a meter and a half either way, if that. You wouldn't even know. And I had a mate anchored near me. So in the way he was swinging on and off and with the tide changing, I think I think they do work really well. I've actually contemplated getting it on my boat to anchor, to stop the swing. There's nothing worse in Port Phillip Bay on the snapper. is swinging. You, you got six lines out, Pat. And all of a sudden, you're just doing this back and forward, back and forward. And then as you don't realize, but as you swing side to side or back and forward, whichever way you want to call it, every time you swing tight, your lines pull tight. So it drags them. Then you swing the other way, it drags them. And that's how you tend to get tangles if you don't spread, do you spread properly. So to take out the swing, it might be really worth me considering to get what we're talking about now, a Minn Kota or the likes. And the more we speak about it, the more I'm going in my head, maybe I do get that as as soon as possible because it's going to assist with my fishing. But... I'm, I reckon I'm going to do it. Now, you can be half of me. I reckon <laughs> I'm going to do it. So, yeah, like I, during the week, I had issues with it swinging. But also with your wind against tide, you can also swing your boat around the other way too. Does that make sense? Yep. So you can spin the boat so you're sitting, like trying to hold yourself. You can set it so it sits in reverse rather than in forward to hold you in a spot. So it could work really, really well for fishing Port Phillip Bay. The only question I've got for you now, though, before I talk about the anchoring just quickly is, how long are you going to have battery times in that motor's working hard, how long are we going to have battery times, do you think? Is it going to, is it going to last a four-hour snapper session up the bay with no tide, or is it only going to last two hours on the widening in tide? Well, it all depends on how hard it's working. Yeah. If you're sitting in the middle of the, the entrance, for, for instance, and chasing kingfish, well, it's, it's going to be working bloody hard. And it smashes so, the batteries. And it smashes the battery. Now, they're improving. Certainly with the, the advancement in lithium batteries, they're, they're really improving. The weight's coming down, so you don't have to carry um, as heavy batteries. Like the ones I've got, you know, they're, they're every bit of 30 kilos each. They're incredibly heavy. Um, so that's improving. So is the efficiency of them. But at the same time, the harder they work, the shorter the battery life is. Um, so, yeah... It will, it will vary in all sorts of conditions. So there's no one fast answer for it. I might test this. But, you, but you'll, you'll get, you'll get two, to, two to four hours easily. Yep. 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 Well, just, just going to just for 10 seconds, how to anchor. Uh, to, anchor on a, uh, to anchor on a spot as efficiently and to be above where you want to be fishing, it comes, there's so many different ways to do it. But the way, easiest way to do it, Pat, is sound over where you're going to sound. Come downwind over it. And then when you've liked what's going, what you've seen, you want to actually... Anchor with your nose, uh, sorry, drive with your nose going upwind. In Port Phillip Bay, there's minimal tide. Make sure you're going upwind. As you go over those fish, tap your screen exactly where they are. And that what it'll do is it'll start a countdown or a counter in the corner of how many meters you are from where you've tapped the screen. And as you tap the screen, for example, if you're in 15 meters of water, drop your anchor 40 meters away. You've done the straight line into the wind. You've stayed straight, drop your anchor 40 meters, fall back, or if you're in 15 to 20 meters, say, drop the 15 meters down and fall back 10, and you'll be 10 to 15 meters away from where you want to anchor on. That's the easiest way. Don't try and guess sideways and whatnot. Line it up straight, go over exactly where you want to fish, and drop your anchor, and you will fall back straight. Next question. Great question, by the way, Matt. It's from Zach Helen, and I really like this one as well. When you're fishing in salt water, do you need to clean your gear after every trip? And if so, should you use plain water, soapy water? water or some other solution to avoid corrosion. So essentially, this is a problem that affects everyone, trying to avoid corrosion in your reels. A lot of it comes back to how often you use it. Now, you certainly want to clean your rods as 
as thoroughly as you can without drenching the the actual real mechanisms themselves because you don't want water residue sitting inside your reels, particularly if you've only just given them a quick spray and you haven't got rid of all that salty water, that will lead to corrosion. But you don't clean your reels after every... I very rarely clean my reels. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to use my reels quite frequently. Uh, My reels look like I put them in a burly mincer and munched all stuff all over them. That's what they look like. But honestly, if I go to a car wash, I which is pretty much after every session, I leave the rods in the stand-up combing racks yep. and I just go bang with this pressure washer over them to try, try and get the grit off them. Yep. You'll find, it sounds dumb here, but you'll find with the pressure washer, when you spray it with the air compressed, it's just power, it, it doesn't, rather than sitting a hose on them, it sort of just blasts everything off them rather than drenches them, if that makes sense. I find it doesn't soak them. And as soon as I start to get any corrosion, start, the first thing I do is inox. I just bang, inox on them. Inox works I've literally got it in the side of my boat. I have a whole can in the side of my boat because there's nothing worse being on the whiting than all of a sudden the reel handle doesn't spin properly on the day you know, and, and you get frustrated. You're like, bloody hell, can you work? Bang, inox, and that's literally all I do. Are you taking the spools off them so you don't get anything on the on your braided line? No, no, haven't taken it off at all. Doesn't bother you? No, I, 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 the reason I say that example is because not even what, two days ago, I was fishing the whiting, the, the, the real the real thing, the, the real actual spinny bit at the end, the actual handle, not the handle, the actual spinny bit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's it called? I don't know. I don't know what it's called either. Let's call it your cap, but I, like, cap. I like spinny bit. The spinny bit at the end. So it's not the actual handle, it's the end of the handle. <laughs> uh, that bit there was, <laughs> was, uh, was starting to really shit me, to be honest with you. I couldn't spin it. I was really really getting to me so the inox come out bang and I tried coke first because I tipped the coke on it because I had a coke sitting there that didn't work because coke's coke's great for your guts and I uh, and I end up <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll corrode anything <laughs> so then I got the inox and I sprayed it on and it worked a treat so that's how I clean my reels what about you who doesn't use their reels as much yeah I'm quite fastidious when it comes to cleaning reels and when I did when it's either inox or WD-40 I'll take the the spool um off because I don't want to get it on the braided line, but I just don't use my reels as much as what you do. Yeah. Yep. The thing that I, we we beach fish a fair bit, so we do get a bit of sand every now and then. So that's one sort of thing that we've got to be be kind of mindful with. Um, but yeah, I, I try and be as thorough as possible. And like you said, if you have the ability to actually use a pressure washer, I find you're right. There's less water residue that ends yep. up on the line versus using a garden hose and it really does Saturation. drench the crap out of everything. Um because you don't want you don't want your reels to be sitting there with water sort of sitting inside them for the next four months well, ideally. I fished last night and my my reels I got my snap reels and my, my light reels from catching bait and they're in my shed and I haven't cleaned my boat yet so I'll literally leave from here go chuck my rods in the boat and then I'll, I'll head out fishing. Uh, sorry, I'll head out to the car wash. I wish I was going fishing. I'll head out to the car wash, and I, that's what I'll do. And then as soon as I'm done with them, to get the boat clean properly, I then pass them out to my mate, all my rods. He puts them in the back of the truck, and then I then I um I continue with the boat. So uh, last question, Patty's for both of us. Matthew Kalisha. Hi, Aaron and Pat. Does the barometer affect the fish biting, and why also different moon phases affect different fish species? Oh, probably I like this question. Well, certainly whenever I fish for trout, absolutely it does but it's the same for you you yeah. often talk about barometer and you talk about different moon phases and how it affects different species of fish and i know once the southern blue, uh, bluefin tuna uh, start to make their way down in greater numbers and we see more of them you'll only uh, or you'll be really mindful of moon phases when it comes to when you actually target them and spend the time and money to go down and chase them for, for long periods of time the easiest answer i've got there regarding the moon phases is every moon phase every species of fish is different 
it's just different. And for example, I'll elaborate on just quickly with the moon phase. Closer you get to a moon, the slower the tides. So as we, for example, say, I'm just making this up, say there's a full moon on Wednesday, Pat. Today, Sunday, Monday will be very ordinary tides, very slow tides. So the whiting, I'll be trying to fish that stronger tide of the day as much as possible. You fish those slow tides, you're only going to trickle a few fish in. You fish that faster one, you're going to get fish. So in making this more realistic, we've just come off the full moon. These tides now are pushing really, really well, and the fish are going really, really well. In the snapper, if you, I always say, do you want a full moon, Pat? Fish the afternoon because the afternoon has that bigger tide on the full moon, and you'll notice all the charters on Facebook, everyone, everyone will be catching more fish in the Arvo because the during the day and that morning tide are crap. It's just that Arvo that's better. And with the barometer, the only fish that I've found affected by it is snapper, and I love it when there's a storm coming, Pat. It's my favorite as that big drop comes when there's a storm that's my favorite time and also when you get that southwest change for example during the week we had the warm days coming as in today in the next couple that lead up to these warm days when that barometer is just starting to really come up is when i like fishing the snapper you'll find that's still going to be southwest winds but when it goes easterly the barometer tends to stabilize or start to drop and that's when i don't like fishing for snapper and realistically that's the only fish i follow hard with the barometer is just my snapper, not not much else. Uh, I've put a lot of study into it, and I've, that's the only one that's been dependent on certain elements of weather. Good on you, Matt, Zach, and Matthew. Thanks for sending in your questions. There's been so many that we've been sent through over the last week. I think people have got pretty excited with the CFX3 and the prizes of all that we have going at the moment. This morning, um, I think it's something that everyone can relate to. Uh, Zach Hallinan talking about washing and cleaning your reels after every use, what's the best way to go about it? Congratulations, mate. You've won yourself a Dometic CFX3 Ice Maker. We've still got plenty more to give away over the coming weeks, so make sure you continue to send in your questions. Chris Tarrant, you've been sending in plenty, mate, so we'll get one. Uh, we'll get back to you next week. We've got quite a few uh, more to work with. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodridge. They made a lot of memories in their 150 years, most importantly, driving you to create memories of your own. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91